0: Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight, You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back for us. I love to remind everyone that we need to stay the course. We need to finish our race and get on back to heaven. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's get started today. I want to first open up with prayer because there is a lot of misunderstanding of whether or not If we need a church home, or if in fact we need a pastor's covering over our lives, especially if we are looking to get into ministry. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you today in this hour, as we are in these last days, Father, there is a lot of miscommunication going on in the body of Christ Jesus is looking to come back for his church to be wrinkle-free, spotless, and blameless. And so, Father, I ask for wisdom today as I teach your word, and I ask that the Holy Spirit moves on me to give me clarity of mind, and that may I operate in the grace in which you have given to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen okay folks so let's get into this today because this can be a contested controversial topic because let us first be clear that we know that there is a false church right with that being said along with false churches we will have false leaders false pastors Ministers and preachers and so forth. And so along with all of that comes false doctrines. We have doctrines of devils running rampant throughout the church today. And so one of the false doctrine is spiritual coverings. Okay. Should a Christian have a pastor or a covering? Because if you have been a born-again believer for some time, and when Jesus calls you into a ministry now, not often will you be called into a ministry that is in brick and mortar buildings. Sometimes Jesus, like he has me out in the public forum on social media, whether we got to hit the pavement or we just have to do it within our day-to-day lifestyles. But everybody should have a ministry where we can exhort and teach the gospel, preach the gospel to everyone we come in contact with. When the Holy Spirit moves on us to speak to the man at the bus or speak to the woman at the Walmart, we should have a testimony and we should be able to let them know that Jesus died and that he was buried. And after three days, he rose out of the grave and he is alive now in heaven, sitting at the right hand of God, the father. And so if you like me, who has been involved in a church that was steeped in hypocrisy, steep in all manners of sin and depravity because we know that any teacher any whether he calls himself a pastor or a bishop or whatever if they are teaching among other things but the first red flag of any apostate church is when they are practicing the False Doctrine of Tithing and Sowing Seed. Now, I have done an extensive study on that false doctrine, and you will see that in my catalog under titles like Greedy Preachers, uh, False uh, Doctrine, Tithing, anything that puts us back up under the law when Jesus has set us free from having to fulfill any other requirements of the law, then that is an apostate church. Jesus died for us. And so he fulfilled all of the 613 laws of Moses. And so by him doing that, we now enter the new covenant. We are New Testament believers We have a relationship. We have been reconciled back to the Father through the shed blood of Jesus when he made atonement for our sins. And so we are not bound by the law anymore. The law still stands for the sinner because if they don't stop it and repent and turn from their sins, well, the law will judge against them. And so therefore, in the 21st century, we now have the Lord Jesus Christ. We are now up under grace. And so we don't have to follow any parts of the law. Now, what we are facing today in the church is this thing about a spiritual covering. Because, see, let me tell you, this has been handed down from generations, right? And The opinion of the church, the physical brick and mortar, not Jesus' body, but the brick and mortar uh, place is telling us that if you want to branch out in any form of ministry, then you are going to have to need a covering. You wouldn't have to have a pastor to give you the green light, if you will, to step out On your own, away from him, out into the big, oh my goodness, the big bad world out there without his approval, covering, and authorization. And so if you are trying to do anything in ministry that will require, if you will, a pastor's recommendation, aka covering, you are going to hit a lot of brick walls. And so this came up recently to me because the Lord Jesus Christ is, I believe, having me to expand, if you will, to reach other audiences. And so in my, in my region, there's supposedly, okay, a Christian television broadcasting um, organization, right? So I gave them a call just to find out what would one have to do to get, you know, a slot, because I'm thinking maybe like, you know, a radio spot or something like that, just to, you know, inquire. The lady on the phone, the first thing she's going to ask me is, who is my pastor? Who is my church? And if I have a covering? And I'm like, oh, what? What? a covering. Now, I already know that that's a false doctrine. So what I need to also keep in my cap is that when you're dealing with religious organizations and religious people, this is what they're going to ask you. They're going to ask you if you have a church home, Do you? are you a member of some denomination? And if you are trying to do anything on your own, if you will, then we're going to want to know what your pastor thinks about this and what he has to say about all of this, as if a mere man has the final word over what Jesus called you to do. Okay, so today's lesson. So the question on the floor is, should Christians have a pastor or covering? the false doctrine of spiritual coverings. So now we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 10, verses 10 to 13 to set the stage, whether or not if this is sound doctrine. So here we go. So this is Paul. He says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, That ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions, a.k.a. schisms, right? Denominations, right? Okay, so we see first off the bat that the 21st century church is in violation because there should be no denominations. There should be no schisms. And like Paul said, there should be no divisions. We should be one church the church of Christ. Anyway, back to the scripture. There should be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Because you know, the denominations across the body of Christ, it varies. One believes this, the other believes that, they do this a certain way, the other do that another way, some are vocal at the sermons, some are very quiet and solemn, so there's a lot of different minds and different judgments. Verse 11, for it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Okay? Verse 12. Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Verse 13. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? Amen. Because you see, what was going on at the church at Corinth was that you had a lot of uh, a lot of division going on. Some were saying that they follow Paul, some were saying that they follow Apollos, some were saying they fo- they follow Cephas, some say I follow Christ. And that is what we see going on in the church today. Someone says, oh, my pastor is so-and-so, or my bishop is so-and-so, or I follow after the Baptist, or I'm a Pentecostal, or I'm this and I'm that, right? And so Paul is like, look, listen, did any of us die for you? Was any of us crucified for you, okay? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So Paul was giving them the business about this denomination, right? So look, as we get into it, spiritual coverings, guess what? Is a false doctrine. Don't let them fool you, okay? I don't care what they say. I don't care what your church says. And that apostate preacher says anytime a man of the cloth tells you, quote unquote, you need a covering. He is a wolf in sheep clothing. Make no mistake about it, my friend. They care nothing about the flock. It is all about more members, which equals more money. I keep telling y'all these apostate churches ran by these wolves, it will always be about the Benjamins. It will always be about that money bag. Why? Because the more members they, they get, that means the more money that's coming into the church and the bigger their lavish lifestyle becomes. Don't let them fool you. There's no such thing in the scriptures about a spiritual covering, just like tithing is supposed, quote unquote, supposed to be about money, which it is not. And again, like I said, go through my catalog. I talk about this extensively. It is man made. The scriptures speak totally opposite. There should be no schism. That means it should be no divisions at all, let alone a spiritual covering. That pastor is arrogant to think that you can't move in your walk with the Lord when the Lord Jesus Christ has personally told you what your mission is for his body. And if that pastor on any given day feel some kind of way that you shouldn't move without His blessing? Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Because you see, they love to twist, not to forsake the assembling of yourselves. Because you see, that false doctrine, because they twisted that scripture completely, the writers of Hebrews was saying that we should not forsake fellowshipping with one another. Why? Not to make the pastor rich, but to encourage one another, to uh, sharpen, sharpen our irons with one another, if need be rebuking one another, exhorting one another, Encouraging one another. Why? So that we don't go back to the vomit, so that we don't get back into sin. Everyone is accountable as a body to one another. We love each other. So we don't want anyone to fall back to the wayside. So we get together, whether it be at the church or somebody's home, in the parking lot. In the grocery store, wherever it is, don't let them fool you that you can only fellowship inside of a brick and mortar building because you see, they want you to come into that building. Why? So they can get your money, so that they can increase their empires with the houses they get, with the cars they get, and all the land that they want. Don't let them fool you. You have the option to move around. If you want to church hop, that is your prerogative. Don't let them beat you in the head with the fact that you need a church home. No, we don't. You got a home. It is at your address where you pay your rent or your mortgage at. That's your home. That building is to only be if you choose to go and fellowship with. And they should be happy that people are seeking the Lord. Amen. Okay, so like I was saying, okay, the scriptures speak totally opposite. There should be no denominations. There should be no schism. Like I said, they love to twist the not forsaken the assembly of yourselves. Why? Because if you're not at church, they can't get that money. The first century believers went from house to house. There was no church buildings. There were no denominations. So the question on the floor is, who was Paul's covering? Okay, because see, sometimes we have to interject common sense it just stands the reason that if we are followers, if we are New Testament followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, well, we look to the master. We look to him for everything that we are doing among his body. So if he's doing something, well, that's what we need to be doing. If he's not doing that, then it's a reason for it. We shouldn't be doing that. We should follow our master and not the pastor. Come on now. We need to wake up. Question on the floor. Did Paul have a covering? Did John on the Isle of Patmos? Who was his covering? Stephen, who was being stoned to death, where was his covering? Who was Jesus covering? Who was John the Baptist covering? Okay, where's the covering, folks? Huh? Where is the covering? Did Jesus tell his disciples, listen, before you go out and preach the gospel, y'all going to need a covering? Absolutely not. No. Did Jesus have a covering when he started his public ministry? When he went out and say, repent. For the kingdom of of the kingdom of God is at hand. Did he have a covering? No. Did he have a flesh and blood father in the faith, um, giving him authorization to start his ministry? Absolutely not. These are man made traditions. Now look, Jesus Christ is and will always be our covering. So, just like the woman on the phone who who seemed to be very nice, when she asked me about that, I said, no, I don't have a church home. I sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to teach me. She wanted to agree with me, but because she had a job to do, she has to say, oh, okay, well, yes, I do understand that, but you don't have a covering? No, ma'am, I do not. I do not have a covering, and I proceeded to tell her that that's a false doctrine. And let me tell you something. (laughs) When you are dealing with religious people, when you start talking like that about something being a false doctrine, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to say because they have bought into the lie that this is what you need. And if they hear anything contrary to it, they think we crazy. Okay. They think that we're just this zealous nut on a tear, you know, just ratting and raving about a Jesus. No, we have sound doctrine that we are standing in and on. So, This whole spiritual covering is nothing but a Ponzi scheme. Why? They love to promote a hierarchy, which is the primary goal of a Ponzi scheme. To recruit, to maintain the bottom line, which is that money bag, okay? Because see, in a Ponzi scheme, You have to bring people in in order for the one at the top to make more money, right? And the more people you bring in, the bigger the pot gets. And the one at the top is usually the one that's getting all the money before things start to fall, right? Okay, so you will find in each and every one of these churches, like I told you, the false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed. Because if you leave it to the fake, phony, greedy pastor and his deceived flock of goats, because they can be sheep, his deceived, right, Holy Spirit, flock of goats would tell you, no, it flows from the top down to the bottom. We need all of his wisdom. Okay. Not from the Holy Spirit, obviously, but no, this pastor who has gone off to the Illuminati Freemason Seminary School, he has all the wisdom we need if we think about branching off without his okay. Y'all need to wake up. Y'all need to wake up now. Look, okay. We can look to the deceased cult leader of the 1970s, the Reverend Jim Jones. For anyone of you all who may be too young to know who Reverend Jim Jones was, look him up, okay? He was a legend in his own mind that he was able to seduce almost 1,000 souls to commit mass suicide in South America by drinking grape Kool-Aid laced with poison. I, I believe it was strychnine, right? Those souls bought the lie that Reverend Jim Jones was their spiritual covering. You see what I'm saying? This is cultic activity. Anyone who wants to claim to be your spiritual covering, that's a false leader. That's a cult leader. The scriptures are clear. When you are saying, this is my church home, you are out of order, my friend. You are in violation of the scriptures. When you call a pastor, oh, that's my pastor. You and I are out of order. You don't call nobody yours. All of us belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. If we are truly his, we belong to him, the Lord Jesus Christ, not Pastor Baker Butterbean, not Pastor Reverend Dr. Bishop Jim Smith. No. And stop saying, child, My pastor this, oh, that's my pastor. Oh, I belong to such and such church down there on Main Street, and that's my church home. No, it's not. You are out of order. Out of order. Like I said, all of us belong to Christ. If we truly His, that is why when you go to church, you need to ask, who is that man up there? Who is this pastor? So when you submit to fellowshipping, because you see, that's who we are submitting to one another. Christ wants us to submit to one another, not the man who's standing up there because we're going to need to see some fruit. Okay, we're going to see, we're going to need to know who we are dealing with. And I don't care what color. The fake pious collar that he's wearing. I don't care what long flowing robe that he's wearing trying to sound all educated because he don't went up to seminary school and now he got his doctoral in divinity so he's the grand poobah. I don't think so. Nope, I don't think so. Like I said, we don't call nobody yours, okay? That is why when we go to church, we need to ask, who is that man up there? Because when we submit to fellowship and because, like I said, that's what we should not be forsaken, not the going to the church. Okay, we don't. Wait, let me just back up. When your pastor say to you, right, in the middle of the service that how you need to come on to church and that you should not forsake the assembling of one another, the forsaken part is the fellowshipping, not you coming into the church building. Okay, because we can have church anywhere. We are the ecclesia. We are the walking around temples of God. So where we walk, we taking a church with us. We are little churches walking around. So wherever we are, thank you, Holy Spirit. When Jesus says that when there are two or more gather in my name, two or three gather in my name, that's where he's at. That's where he at. So if we happen to be standing in line at the laundromat trying to get coins for the machine and you strike up a conversation with what you find out now to be a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ and y'all both love the Lord. Amen. You have in church. You have in church right there because you see, we have been indoctrinated for decades that we got to go to church every Sunday. Otherwise, God is going to be mad at us. Why? Because that fake pastor browbeated us to get us in fear that if we don't come to church, God is going to frown upon our lives and we are nothing but heathen, um, heathens and, and pagans and devils. Now, He want to make sure you come to church every week so you can put them ducats in the buckets. He ain't fooling nobody. Absolutely not. So, like I was saying, we need to know who is that person up there, okay? Because we need to know if we are serving the agenda of a wolf. This false doctrine of spiritual coverings came about in the 1970s. This is relatively a new doctrine of devils. It can't be chronicled before the 70s. And you would think, the way they go on about it, that that the first century church has been doing this. No, this is something new that came from the 70s. And the reason why many apostate churches, uh, church leaders love it, Because it is a Ponzi scheme. I'm telling you, it's about the love of money and that money bag. The spiritual covering movement comes down to one thing. You want to take a guess? The money bag. Them Benjamins. Because if they could seduce you and reduce you to think that you need him, his church, his covering his denomination, that you need his leadership, that you need all of his revelations, that he will cover you, you're in a trap, my friends, because the Ponzi scheme has people at the top and then it trickles or flows down to the newer recruit. Because that's what I said. A Ponzi scheme is all about recruitment. The more he recruits, He would twist your mind to think that somehow you are out of God's will if you don't have a covering. Slap on my forehead. Slap on my forehead. We need to wake up. The demonic agenda of this false doctrine, now hear me and hear me well, is to remove you from your true covering the lamb slain. I remember over this summer, I was having a conversation with whom I thought was a brother in Christ, but no. And he was talking about this spiritual covering and out of my spirit, out of my belly just came. Jesus is my covering where that come from. It can have only come from the Holy spirit because when he said that, I was thinking real quick, spiritual covering, what? Yeah, I think I need a spiritual covering. And no, and out of my belly just came, Jesus is my spiritual covering. Shut that conversation down immediately. So, like I said... The agenda, the demonic agenda of this false doctrine is to remove you from Christ, to remove you from your bridegroom. His job is to turn your affection from your bridegroom. He moves you away from the cross and now he's your spiritual boss. Quote, unquote, spiritual boss. I don't think so. In this, he is professing, I am your covering. I am your king. He seduces you to believe you cannot survive in your walk with God without him. Really? Absolutely not. I think I've been getting on pretty well with the Lord Jesus Christ one-on-one, Pastor Wolf. Okay, I've been sitting at his feet learning more than I have ever, ever done at this church. I don't think so. So like I said, the Ponzi scheme equals recruitment, equals membership, equals all the way down to the money bags. Men and women who pushes this dogma are defiled. They are corrupt and they need to repent. These apostate teachers and preachers and pastors talking about how you need a spiritual covering, they are liars. Liars. They are seducers. They are tricksters, charlatans, thieves, and their minds are pierced with all types of sorrows. Let me tell you, They have built that 1,000-seat sanctuary off the backs of God's people, and so they need to maintain it with your money. They've joined in on the bandwagon of this false teaching that you need a covering, and by doing so, they have poisoned the hearts of the people. They are serving you the grape Kool-Aid. Like the Reverend Jim Jones did. They are lying on God. God said nothing about a spiritual covering. No, the Lord Jesus Christ sends you out into the mission field. He sends you out to your job. He sends you out to the Walmart. He sends you out to the laundromat. He sends you just you doing your day-to-day comings and going. And the Holy Spirit is in you and will prompt you to Engage in conversation with someone. Ask somebody if they know about Jesus. Ask them if they know what, what happens to them when they die. And you strike up this conversation and you see where they're standing in their faith or not. And that would be your opportunity to share with them what you believe in how Jesus is our Lord and how he died for the sins of the world. And then y'all start the talking. You know, if that person needs to repent, you know, you can preach them the gospel. If that happens to be another fellow, uh, a follower in Christ, then y'all got lots to talk about. So don't buy the lie that you need a spiritual covering when you are branching out in your ministry. Absolutely not. And you shut it down and you stand on the truth and you say it with bold, boldness that is a false doctrine. Jesus never had a covering. Paul never had a covering. John the Baptist never have a cover never had a covering. John, who was exiled for preaching in the name of Jesus on the Isle of Patmos, where was his covering? Yeah, my point exactly. He didn't have one. Okay. Jesus had to straighten out the disciples over who was going to be number 1, who was going to sit at his right and left hand. And Jesus made it very clear that the greatest among you is a servant. Once you submit to a man or woman as your covering, you serve them. They don't serve you. Oh, absolutely not because they love They love to quote the Old Testament. They like to speak about Moses and Aaron and Miriam and how they were speaking against Moses. They want you to believe that they are your Moses. Really? Then they threaten you and tell you touch not God's anointed because they are now your Moses. How he's your king and how you don't touch the king And how you don't speak nothing bad about your king. At the cross is where our true eternal boss and king is. Don't let them fool you. We're not looking for a Moses. We are looking for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, once you go to a church fellowship, it is not about the man. It is about the Christ. Jesus not that fake, phony, apostate preacher. Jesus is to be the center of it all. He should be the centerpiece. He's our covering. He's our Sabbath rest. We come to fellowship around Jesus. That is why we are sitting up in them brick and mortar churches. Not to idolize the pastor. Not to call that place your home. And surely not to call that person your father in the faith. Absolutely not. No, Jesus, he's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He is the one that you sing about. He's the one that we talk about because he told us clearly where his spirit is, he will be lifted up because there's no way your sins can be forgiven except you come through the cross. Amen. This false doctrine is in direct opposition of clear instruction and exhortation of Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, that tells us clearly in in 1 Corinthians 12 that there should be no schism in the body. So when a man or a woman tells you or asks you, who is your spirit? Uh, who is your spiritual covering? They are in violation, violation of the scriptures. I can't say it enough. They are in violation. They need to be arrested for a spiritual crime. These are embezzlers, my friends. They are committing spiritual mutiny. They are trying to take over Jesus Christ's authority and lordship in your life. Cause see, let me tell you, they don't want Jesus to be your Lord. Oh no, they will mock you. They will laugh at you. They will scoff at you when you tell them Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are your covering. Just like the lady on the phone, as sweet and nice as she was, but she was astonished that I would even say such a thing. Yeah, I told her no, that I sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and she says something like, yes, we all should do that, but you don't have a, a covering. And I'm like, for the third time, no, ma'am, I do not have a covering. Oh, um, I believe that once we put in your request, you know, there's going to be a review and, and I know that this is going to come up. You know, if you have like a pastor's recommendation or like a pastor letter, you sure you don't have a pastor covering? And I'm thinking, I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be rude. No, ma'am. I do not have a covering. I don't need a covering. Jesus is my covering. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll make this notation. Yes. Go on and write that down. So look, like I said, they're going to mock you. They're going to scoff at you. They're going to think you are crazy. Okay. Because let me tell you, they are coming for you because they want to be your king. First Corinthians one ten, Paul says, Now I beseech you, brother, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you shall speak the same thing. We shall all be on the same accord. I should not be calling this pastor down the road, my pastor. I should not be calling that reverend, deacon, archbishop, elder, master, prophet, anything but brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. That's what we should be calling one another. Listen, those titles of the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, all of that are offices and functions. Jesus never said for us to take them on as titles. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He never said to call yourself Pastor Smith or, or uh, Prophetess Cynthia or um, Evangelist Lisa. None of that. Those are the functions. Those are gifts. Those are gifts to the body of Christ to edify us, to get us ready to meet the living God when we get called out of this body suit. That is not a title that we wear on as if it's some sign of of high office in the church and people they just be worshiping the bishop because he got this title on meanwhile he could be just like the man sitting in the pew next to you brother smith because i bet you and i guarantee you brother smith got the revelation that jesus is lord that jesus is his covering that jesus died for him not the pastor But let me tell you, these fake carnal Christians, y'all be worshiping that pastor as if he's the living God, and he is not. So... When you are dealing with those packs of wolves, because let me tell you, there are large denominations that are ran by these wolves and they have one nervous breakdown after another. You want to know why? Because Jesus is so merciful and he's Lord over his harvest and he's trying to give them a chance to repent because the kingdom of God is righteousness Peace and joy. And when you don't have it, well, you need to go on a soul search to see where you have gotten off, Pastor. And they wonder why they're all going crazy. So now, look, in closing, okay. Spiritual coverings, false doctrine. Having a church home, false doctrine. Having a pastor as your spiritual covering, false doctrine. They are all liars and you should submit to no one but God. The Bible says we should submit one to another. But when you submit to these people, you sign your names to contracts, you sign your name to membership roles, saying that this is in fact your church home and What it's really saying is that you ain't going nowhere but here because we are going to count on that 10% that we're going to beat you in the head with Malachi 3.10 and over there in Hebrews with Melchizedek to make sure the money stay in the house. They need to repent. I can't say it enough. They need to repent. Okay. Because... Like I said, you signing contracts. Oh, and they love to call other people their children. Oh, yes. They love to call you theirs. They'll say it in a New York minute because once you submit, they love to say, Paul said, we have many teachers and instructors, but, but not many fathers. Oh, they love to talk about how Elisha, Elisha followed Elijah. They love to talk about how Joshua was the successor of Moses. They love to show you in the scriptures and these stories. They love it. But let me serve you notice. They are corrupt. They are defiled. And when they go to the scriptures, they use this to support their lie, which is what? That you need someone to cover you. Mere man who is steeped in sin anyway and you running this apostate church with your false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed and church home and membership and you want me to submit to you? I don't think so. I do not think so. So, the last question on the floor is this and I will leave you all with this. Okay. Y'all need to ask. Who is this person? What spirit is truly operating here? Because any person that separates you from the Lordship of Jesus by saying, you need us, you need my church, you need my covering, those are wolves. No, you need Jesus. You need to submit to the Holy Ghost. If that man can't stop you from your sin, if he can't stop you from error, you won't make it. Because when you sin, I can assure you, nobody, nobody but the Lord Jesus Christ is coming to rescue you. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. So there we go. Do we need a spiritual covering? No. Do we need a fake phony pastor's a and green light? so that we can get on with the Father's business? Absolutely not. No, you do not need a spiritual covering. Jesus is your covering. And with that, I say repent, stop sinning, turn back to God. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now.